How do you make a vacation last? How do you hold on to the joy, the clarity, the calm? Easy. You go to Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool white sandy beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll meet locals brimming with gratitude for an island that redefines what a paradise can be. You won't just feel great. You'll feel relaxed, renewed, and ready for life. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Hey, friendo, Steve here. Hey, Lars. And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to on today's episode. We're going to be talking about last night's Monday Night Raw, where we have brand new WWE Women's Tag Champions and confirmation that a certain match that a lot of people thought just wasn't going to happen is totally going to happen. We're going to talk about all that, plus a lot more on last night's Monday Night's Raw. But first, we've got some news as well about... Two AEW mainstays. Before we get in that, I want to mention this coming. It's Sunday, right? Double today, no, not. today's Tuesday, Steve. I'm sorry. I meant the pay-per-view coming yes, up this Sunday. weekend. That is Sunday. Uh, so we're going to be doing that, of course, in live watch-along form. Me, Larson, the Enforcer, and the Friendos on Twitch, on YouTube. And then right afterwards, we'll be doing our review of Revolution. That's what it's called. Yeah, Revolution. <laughs> and then... And then, hey, this is fun. Uh, after that, uh, next week, a week from uh, to tomorrow, we're going to go to, to Dynamite, right? Yeah, Isn't that how it's right. happening? Yep, yeah. Yep. At the Golden One Center we'll be in there. Sacramento. Uh, so we got to arrange some sort of friendo meetup uh, there, either yeah, right. at the arena or outside the arena uh, in some way, shape, or form. So that should be a lot of fun next Wednesday. Get to press the flesh. Oh man, with some friendos. That just means shaking hands. Why are yeah, you? Yeah, I know. I know what that means. Why are you making you, that face? Then, but then because you, you did Jr. voice. Uh, you know, Jr. He likes to press the flesh. Don't want to hear it. Don't want like to hear it. Take my hand. And, okay. So, anyways, uh, we're going to talk about Chris Jericho and a potential WWE return for him. But first, oh man, it's the story. <laughs> oh man, it's the story that keeps on giving. That's right. Brawl out. It never ends. Nope. Kenny Omega. Finally opened up on it. Larson, what did the cleaner get off his chest? So uh, Kenny appeared on the most recent episodes of Renee Paquette's podcast, The Sessions, and talked about Brawl Out. These transcripts come to you from WrestlingNews.co. What Kenny had to say, quote, It's a shame that the general public and a lot of people aren't ever going to know what went down and how it could have been prevented or how it could have, you know, ended differently. 
That's just sort of how things go again when it's a big business operation. I don't think anyone is happy that it happened or is proud that it happened or anything like that. I think across the board, everyone thinks that that was a terrible situation. That was unnecessary. It's sort of like, hey, we know this thing happened. We heard this thing happen. It's all over the dirt sheets. Why don't we know what happened? And it's like, we're kind of sworn to secrecy. We can't say anything legally. So that was the poopy part where I was like, well, why doesn't anyone tell us what's happened? Uh, and then you're forced to form your own opinion or to come up with your own theory as to what exactly happened. What's important was no one was seriously injured emerging from that. And I'm so thankful for that. We've moved on with life. I'm completely fine. It doesn't dictate what I do, what I say. I'm sure the Bucks are in the same boat. I can't speak to the other parties. Hopefully they're doing well. And I mean that. Mm-hmm. Very like, diplomatic. You know what? By November, it's going to be their company. We're going to be in the WWE, and you know everybody will be happy at that point. Uh, no, I don't know. Uh, yeah, interesting to hear Kenny's take on this, yeah. even if it's sort of a non-take because legally, as he said, can't really say anything. But it's good to seem it, it's good to see that seemingly the uh, the wounds of uh, what was that five six months ago, almost now, almost six months ago. Yeah, at least for one side have, have mostly healed. I don't know about. Mm-hmm. Phil's side so much. Yeah, I don't know. I I, I don't know. You know, I, I, like everybody else, I try to uh, ascertain what his cryptic tweets mean, you know, he or not tweets necessarily. Instagram posts are responding to people usually that are it's his, talking yeah. trash to somebody about watching him wrestle again. His IG stories. Uh, yeah. You know, just the other day he posted one where it looked like uh, he was watching some TV, but then you see in the corner. There's like a, a, a laptop open that he's looking at that has some sort of script on it. So apparently he's going to be doing oh, some, more, some more movie work per chance. Some more movie or TV work perhaps. But then, yeah. you know, he'll also maybe that make was sly references. TV he was writing. <laughs> that could be his own show. He's going to do his own thing, his own maybe, sitcom. Maybe you know everybody loves Phil. Um, um, the kind of the, the, the catch twenty two of the whole brawl out saga is I know they're they're apparently sworn to secrecy. That level oh, yeah. of secrecy though is going to feed into the rumor machine and people getting their hot takes in and stuff. Oh man, that's if there was transparency, yeah, then there wouldn't be the the level of conjecture mm-hmm. in terms of who did what, pointing fingers and whatnot. You get a clear picture of what actually happened. Yeah. So I mean, I don't know. I don't necessarily know what legal machinations are in place to keep people from even Tony Khan speaking on it, but apparently there's something. Oh man, NDAs, baby, NDAs. Meg is in there. She's like, okay, she has them ready to go. Here, one for you, one for you, one Separate for you. Separate the fight. Nobody's in everybody's talking hand about signs this. To start signing paperwork, huh? You gotta wonder, yeah, if there are, if there is, like, if there are NDAs involved, um, or uh, or something. Like, come on, let's let's get a let, I, five. I just want the knowledge that five years from now we'll be able to get an RF shoot interview, uh, RF video shoot interview. Uh, hell, someone write a book just about that day. Or a graphic novel or something. I'm sorry. I love this. I got to pause here in our YouTube chat. Mike Honcho, right after Nightbot starts promoting our awesome wares over at friendoshop.com right now. Still, Rumble promo code 20% off. You still get it. still works. But Mike Honcho here in YouTube chat, who isn't even a channel member, right? He says, he says, here we go. Nightbot's hawking his snake oil already. (laughs) Mike Honcho is against... Nightbot just rolling up in there. Anyways, yeah, no, you're right. You know, I don't know. I don't know what's keeping them from from spilling the beans. They just, once they get to once they get to WWE, maybe they can uh, they can spill the beans. 
But until that day happens, we'll never know. Speaking of people returning to WWE from here, AEW. Let me get this point in here real quick. I wonder oh, if, sure. if, if Punk does come back. Mm-hmm. And 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 that actually happens. So maybe the people be the situation will be like, okay, there's no longer the threat of a lawsuit buyout. No, that's going to happen. He's here. He's back. He's wrestling. Maybe it's time to just be transparent about things. Mm-mm. No so it's way. All on the table there. No way. No. You know why? There's got to be a gentleman's agreement never to talk about that stuff, dude. It's like you and Hilton. You got into that fight, and then you guys agreed never to talk about it. No, I never, and to this I day, you happened. gaslight me. You know, saying that it didn't happen. I don't think. But I you and I both though, we were both there. We were both I, there. I don't remember it. My memory at that time was pretty good. These and days, I get not it. so much. I get it. You want to make sure that old wounds. Don't get reopened. What you're advocating for right now with the young bucks and punk is just gonna open up those. No, because you do you 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 you're transparent about it after it's all been talked out. Wow. (laughs) I don't know, man. I think it's gonna be because here's the thing, right? Like Punk was accusing the elite of like leaking stories to the press. He might still think that they did that, and they could be like, That's the thing. If he comes back, that. that that all has to be discussed and put to rest. Has to be. No, no, I, I don't agree at all. You put him in a different locker room. That's what you do. You're dealing with giant egos and million dollar contracts. Put him in a different locker room. Oh my god. Say, hey, look, let's get along. Let's 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 work together. Let's make some money. That's why I kind of feel like all those reports about Chris Jericho uh, uh, saying that, uh, oh yeah, punk. I said that he's a cancer, and I'm going to make sure he never comes back. That's a work. Another Steve conspiracy theory. That's a work. I don't think it ever happened. Now I thought about it, and I was like watching the the, the research for today's countout. Yeah, I was like, the Jericho coming into Cody's uh, home office with a nameplate on the desk, uh, just working every. I was like, man, I bet he's just working because he knows if Punk comes back, story and money to be made there. Steve conspiracy theories. Now, you're full of them. You're full of them. <laughs> I guess, man. I'm telling you, over at Friendo Club Wrestling, our secondary channel. Yeah, not secondary. It's it's just a, it's a sister channel. Um, it's a it's channel, channel. That, a channel that runs in parallel to going in raw. Exactly. Yeah, just as good. Uh, over there, I posted a community because I want to do this video with you, man. Wrestling conspiracy oh, yeah. theories, and there are a bunch of great ones over there. Apparently, you uh, got on that community yourself. thread. I got a couple. I got a couple. Let me tell you. Speaking of my conspiracy theory about Chris Jericho, uh, he talked about a possible WWE return or a lack thereof back in August. Chris Jericho implied on Twitter that WWE had reached out to him about a possible return to the company. In a recent interview with Daily Star, Jericho was asked about returning to WWE. And it doesn't really seem to be too much into the idea. He said this. I've been in WWE. I know how it works. They work that way. I don't care if Vince is there, Hunter is there, whoever's there. They have a way of doing things, and I was there for 20 years and was pretty good at it. I like the way we do things at AEW better. So I don't know why I wouldn't want to finish my career in AEW. I never thought that I wouldn't finish my career with WWE, but things happened, and I was just like, I want to go to Japan and do this match with New Japan. And it opened up a whole new world for me. It was like, oh my gosh, this is the fun side of wrestling again. Business is business, and there's always ups and downs, but I have zero interest in ever going back to WWE. That's not out of bitterness or anger. I love Vince, and I love Hunter and all the people there. So, Oh, he'll go back for Hall Hall of Fame induction, though. You don't think he'll go back for one last run? When's his contract up with AEW? He just signed an extension, I think. He did, that's right. Five-year deal or something like that? Yeah, so it's not like he has to butter up. But, I mean, the thing about Jericho is that when he's in a place, he's all about yeah. that place. You know, they just they just gave him a, a, a nice long extension. 
that I had totally forgotten about. Uh, and yeah, he's gonna he's gonna cheerlead his company. Um, but uh, you know, once that deal's up, if uh, if he wants to keep on reinventing himself, I could see him going back. But he is old. So. Yeah, he's getting up there. I mean, he, he's he's gotten himself into really good shape. But yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, he's got more of his career behind him than ahead of him. Mm-hmm. So yeah. who knows what you know? His body will be telling him in five years. I mean, is it possible he might go back for like one last match and then Hall of Fame? Yeah, entirely. Entirely. Mm. If the situation is right. I could totally see like a Hall of I mean, clearly he's gonna go to the Hall of Fame. Like that's that's totally gonna happen. But he's not signing another long term deal. I don't I don't think he'd sign a long term deal that would be after this contract is over. You know, if AEW ever finds their footing again and they uh and they start seeing some success and it's growth and things really, really good there and WWE's doing really good. If everybody's really, really happy. Yeah. Um I could see him even going for a Hall of Fame induction while he's with AEW. You mm-hmm. know, if mm-hmm. he did the this the the Broken Skull session, yeah, a little bit different, but same idea. If WWE and AEW ever learn to play nice together, it doesn't have to be like you know crossover shows or yeah. talent promotions. Yeah. But you know, if if the if the accusations of tampering tamper down, um, then uh, then I could see Jericho going during his AEW you know contract. That it's might be a big possible. get. It's entirely possible. Uh, they send something else in return. I don't know what they'd send back in return. Uh, edible arrangements. Oh, that's nice. That's really like, like edibles. No, it's fruit. Oh man. Oh man. Like you've never pills. had an edible arrangement before. I honestly don't know. It's like fruit like what? cut in the shape of flowers. I then no, I have not had that oh, before. Right. Like, well, the one I had had pineapple in it, so you wouldn't be into that one. I definitely wouldn't be into that. Like that's strawberries disgusting. and pineapple and. You know, I ate pineapple not too long ago. Really? On it was what? just sitting out like uh, Summer had like was cutting up some pineapple. And uh, I went, I was like, yeah, I'll give it a shot. Hated it. It was fresh, f- fresh pineapple. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't what like not, it was not, not out of a can. Yeah. That's what I meant. Yeah. No, it was fresh. She just, she just cut it up. Yeah. Yeah. It's not your thing. Mm-hmm. Well, fair it's enough. Not my thing. Isn't it crazy? <laughs> no, not really. People like, I don't like olives. Olives gross me out. Oh, yeah? yeah? I'm okay with those. They taste like medicine. I don't like the taste of olives. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Uh, before we get into our raw recap, I want to give a shout out to returning 
and new channel members talking about Jared McKenzie and Sam5167. So this coming Thursday, the day after Dynamite, yeah, we will be putting up our predictions challenge for AEW Revolution. Yes. Moses Supposes' digital big red title on will line. be on the line. So all the $5 and up patrons at patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson and all the YouTube channel members here, if you just click join at uh, youtube.com slash Stephen Larson, we'll get to try to we'll get to vie for the big red digital title. If you are the one who comes out as predictions champion, and of course me and two other friendos, Dwayne Huff, Antoine Gomez are walking in with one point advantage thanks to the Elimination Chamber Accelerator. <laughs> there you go. Out That's there. good. <laughs> um, and so will that be enough, though? Will that actually be the deciding factor? Find know. out. Find yeah, out after. Potentially a lot of points on the line. It's not just picking the matches with confidence points. We'll have some, oh, yeah. some prop bets. Uh, like how long will the, the, the Iron Man match go, final score, will there be Ooh. overtime, so on and so forth. This is actually a really good point. Should mm -hmm. we wait? I mean, this is a really – well, actually, it's not that thin of a window because it's on Sunday. Yeah. Should we wait until after Rampage? Because Rampage are going to be announcing more matches. That's almost a certainty. Oh, that is almost a certainty. As this gets – yeah, we probably should because, yeah, they will announce matches on Rampage. Okay, so you guys will have like a 48-hour window, if that. Yeah, yeah. To get your picks in. Yeah. yeah, less than probably like a 36-hour window to get your picks yeah. in. Yeah. But we will make the announcement on the Patreon, on the uh, uh, YouTube uh, community tabs, mm -hmm. uh, on our Twitter, and our Instagram. Everywhere the socials are, we're going to put that stuff out there. So make sure you're, you you got the you, you hit the sub on the uh, YouTube. You hit the notify yeah. bell. Yeah. Uh, and make sure you're always checking your notifications exactly. on the Patreon. And, and if you're thinking about subbing, join the Patreon. Now is the ideal time to do it so you can get in on this challenge. Mm. And you, too, could be virtual Big Red Champion. Absolutely. Uh, a lively Raw last night that saw new WWE Women's Tag Team Champions with Becky Lynch and uh, Lita taking home the gold. Didn't see this one coming because last week we were talking about it and we were like, oh, uh, you know, it's probably going to have Bailey's going to wonk the finish. Trish Stratus is going to come down to even the odds. She did even the odds. Bailey did try to wonk the finish, but it didn't quite work. And in fact, we had Bailey and Lita grabbing those uh, WWE women's tag titles yeah. in a really fantastic moment for Raw. The, the finish to that, you know, man, we got Triple H in charge right now. Although some people, given the, the Lesnar and Moss match, might think otherwise. Uh, we got Triple H in charge. The finish of that match screamed Attitude Era type finish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big moment on a Monday Night Raw. This is the kind of stuff that I love to see on my on my cable TV programming. Yeah, agreed, agreed. Um, it was it was it was a fun moment. Yeah, it kind of played against expectations that at least we had, where uh, Damage Control retained the titles, but would set up the six woman tag match for WrestleMania. They had the title change. We're still getting the six woman tag match. Um, so we get the moment at the end of Raw plus the match at WrestleMania. So we kind of get to have our cake and eat it too um, in terms of getting this huge moment plus match. Uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Um, and I guess the question is whether they have, are they going to have a rematch? Is they have the control going to get the titles back before Mania? Uh, is Mania going to be essentially the blow-off feud between Damage Control 
Becky, Lita, and Trish, and then Becky and Lita go on to defend the tag title against somebody else like Ronda and Shayna uh, uh, to drop the titles to them because, you know, uh, uh, you, you assume that Lita's doing this on a part-time basis. You can't, ex- I don't, at least I don't expect like a six-month run with them for mm-hmm. the titles, but I've been surprised mm-hmm. before. Hell, I thought this Amos-Brock match was a swerve. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I guess in terms of the what's next aspect of it, in terms of just the, not just the tag titles, but Becky and Lita as a team. Where do you think this is going? Man, dude, I don't know. that. Like you just illustrated, there's a lot of pieces at play here. Um, when I when I try to, I don't know. Again, if we're talking, if, if Triple H is booking the way the Attitude Era went down, sort of in spirit anyways, we're looking at them dropping those titles before Mania. And mm-hmm. then I guess somehow motivating damage control to put them up against... Uh, Shayna and Ronda. However, dude, we're only a month out. Sure, next week they could have. Yeah, go ahead. You have an idea? I can tell. I mean, what the? It, I, I I think I saw something recently where Shayna was saying that her and Ronda aren't, aren't necessarily focused on tag titles now, but at some juncture, what they could do is have Ronda and Shayna challenge uh, Becky and Lita for the titles before Mania. Mm-hmm. Damage control costs Lita and Becky the tag titles. Put them on Ronda mm-hmm. and Shayna, so Ronda and Shayna can have their own feud with the tag titles at WrestleMania, and mm-hmm. then you still get the six woman tag match as well. Yeah, that's a possibility. Although they're not even really building up Ronda and Shayna for like an obvious, you know, uh, challengers there on SmackDown. I mean, right now they're feuding with like Tegan Knox and Natalia. Apparently, um, man, I don't know. I think. Dude, I, 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 I don't know. I, I think it might be more likely that, yeah, we're not going to get a six-month uh, run with those titles, but I think maybe it's more likely that they walk into WrestleMania with the titles because mm-hmm. they're trying to do, I think, I think Triple H, obviously, by with, with every, you know, these last couple months have just been absolutely stellar for the business of WWE. Oh, yeah. And in with WrestleMania, you want to make everything as big as possible. Lita and Becky Lynch walking in as tag champions, even if the titles aren't on the line, it looks looks really good. Mm-hmm. It looks really good. Mm-hmm. Um, and then maybe at Backlash, you can do a thing where they end up dropping them. That's that's like the only thing I've got really. But I don't know if he's booking a, like the Attitude Era, then we're going to get our rematch soon, and they're going to get those titles back, and then maybe. But then why then wouldn't you do like a six man at uh like damage control versus Lita? I mean, damage control will have to win those titles back before Mania and then drop them to Shayna and Ronda before Mania. Yeah, that's probably too much. Um that's why I think and, either yeah. either either you have a rematch before Mania. And one thing the Attitude Era did was not just kind of hot potato titles, but it was to have shorter reigns, have the titles change hands a lot because it was motivated by story. That's kind of what the story was dictating is, okay, this, this title is going to be up a lot. It might change hands a lot because that's just the nature of the story being told. And if it's a thing where they feel like damage control comes out and says, we would want, if not for Trish, we want a rematch. Things get wonky. Damage control wins. And that's when Lita and Becky and Trish can be like, all right, that's it. Three of us against the three of you at WrestleMania. Or I mean, they can just do it as simple as Bailey gets on the mic next week and say, 
three of us against the three of you at WrestleMania. I don't know. You know, we might be missing an obvious one here. People in chat, a bunch of people in chat are saying it's Bailey versus Trish. Oh, yeah. I mean, Bailey just got like a massively, like a really large rating in 2K23. Yeah. <laughs> they really like Bailey. Yeah. Bailey versus Trish. And Bailey kind of needs a win right now. Mm-hmm. And beating Trish is a big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and maybe that's a thing. And then and then you do like a triple threat tag team, Ronda, Ronda and Shayna and Becky and uh, and Lita and, uh, and damage control, maybe. Maybe that's. I mean, dude, Becky and Ronda obviously have history. Mm-hmm. Um, you toss uh, Lita and Shane in there. That's that's kind of a big time match. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe Damage Control wouldn't even be in it. I'd like them to be. Did you see Dakota Kai's gear last night? Yeah. Oh my god, they everybody was killing it with the ring gear last I night know. in that match. Oh my I god, know. they all look like a million bucks. Yep. Yep. They look great. So let's talk about this man. Oh boy, I woke up this morning and I, I put on the Instagram. And one of the stories right there was our man, Luke from WrestleTalk, on a WrestleTalk video. Those days are numbered because, oh, boom, he's coming over here, contract tampering. Um, and he was talking about how flabbergasted he was, and I think everybody there at the old WrestleTalk offices were, that this Lesnar and Moss thing is going down. You know, we got some people in the uh, internet wrestling community saying, oh, Vince is back. Oh, garbage. Uh, and, uh, and we're sitting here like, you know, I don't know. What do you think? Did Vince make this call? Larson conspiracy theories afoot. Well, that's more your domain these days than mine. I know, but you want to jump into the pool? The water's fine. No, I don't think there's any conspiracy. We've, we've, it's, it triple H has been up front and we've heard it that Vince has still input into creative now as triple H's final call evidently. Um, and, and who's not to say that. The one thing that kind of surprised me about this match actually happening is that they haven't been doing much with Amos of late. If Amos was on a massive winning streak over the last four, five, six months, and it was like, I'm ready to step up to Brock. Makes sense. Yeah. Amos is barely on TV. Barely. Yeah. Since he lost the, to Braun. Yeah. Um, and so for him to show up somewhat randomly and, and, and issue a challenge to Brock, it was it was odd because he hasn't been around. Yeah. yeah. Um, there's no build from Amos's perspective to this match. Mm-hmm. And that's what took me back. I thought it was maybe okay, it's a situation where Brock would F five Amos and be like, All right, give me Lashley. You mm-hmm. know? Because it still seems weird that they have the finish of the match at Elimination Chamber and then they're not doing the rematch at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. That yeah. still seems really strange. So unless unless there's an angle that is being taken with Brock and Amos that's going to lead to Brock and Lashley again, it still seems somewhat random, especially with Lashley seemingly getting into a thing with Bray Wyatt. It's like, okay, this feud is just going to end with Brock kicking uh, Lashley in the, in the front area, and that's it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, it is, it is weird. It's, it's, it, it's a weird situation. <laughs> I'm really digging a hole with this conspiracy theory stuff, but it's just, I guess I'll just call it speculation at this point. Yeah. You know, man, I look back at, and I know like the idea was, and I think Fightful had mentioned this or somebody mentioned it, that it was supposed to be Brock versus Gunther. Like yeah. that was the plan five months ago or something like that. Yeah, yeah. And man, I look at their interaction at the Royal Rumble and I'll be honest with you, as much as I would love to see Gunther get a win over Brock Lesnar, 
I look at that interaction at the Rumble and I'm kind of underwhelmed. The way they the way they sort of interacted at the Rumble, Gunther almost had a smile on his face because he and not out of like, oh, I'm an, I'm I'm in character going to beat this yeah, yeah. guy. Yeah, yeah, like he's legit like excited. Yeah. They didn't get that big moment that I feel like they really needed. I think the cameras tried to milk it, but there was some awkwardness between them. Yeah, there was, and I think it was a situation where Gunther maybe getting a little wrapped up in the moment. Maybe. Where he looked like he's about to hit Brock with the chop, and maybe Brock was like, no, milk it. Milk that the could be. Yeah, it could be communication in the ring, and it just came off as awkward. Whatever it was, I wonder, because here's the thing. We often we often have heard, this is a conspiracy, we've heard that Brock Lesnar kind of writes his own ticket in WWE, you know, or Brock comes in, and maybe he's given options. What would you like to do? Mm-hmm. Um and maybe he wasn't feeling the Gunther thing. Maybe he was like, you know, I don't, I, I'm, I'm kind of a big deal. I don't want to lose to this guy. Or it could be a situation where Brock sees money in a longer build. I don't know. And maybe he saw, maybe he sees a Moss and he's like, hey, you should be doing something with this guy. He's a big old monster, you know? I, I honestly don't know. We're honestly we're just throwing shit at the wall, see yeah, what sticks. Yeah, yeah. But if if Brock was given options, I don't know. Maybe Brock came up with it. Maybe Vince did come up with it. Maybe Vince is on. You know, maybe he's like, hey, maybe consider this. And maybe this is one of those things where Triple H is like, you know what? In order to prevent a complete takeover, I need to give this old man. I need to throw him a bone sometimes. Mm-hmm. And so, sure, I'll do this. I think I think these are all completely valid options, and we're not going to know the truth. Until Bruce Pritchard's out of the company and he and you know he he tells Conrad what he wants people to think about. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I don't, because I don't that's, think that's how that info's going to get out. I necessarily think it's a conspiracy theory to think that if Vince is giving input, Triple H would maybe be uh, warmer to some of Vince's ideas. Um, you know, for whatever reason, you know, I know we haven't heard any anything that would lead us to believe that Vince has any inclination to take an over creative again. But at the same time, if, if triple H is of the opinion that if I give Vince 10, 20% of what he wants, mm-hmm. maybe that's enough to keep him satisfied. Mm-hmm. That and could he be. can still have his, Vince can still have his fingerprints on what's going on creatively a little bit mm-hmm. while it's predominantly still my vision. Mm-hmm. And if that 10 or 20% keeps Vince happy, then that keeps him off my back. I'll be honest with you, man. Just looking back at this, if I'm given two options five months ago and they said, hey, do you want a, either a one-on-one Drew McIntyre versus Gunther or a triple, even better, a triple threat with Gunther, Sheamus, and Drew McIntyre or Gunther versus Brock Lesnar? I know the spectacles with Brock Lesnar, but Drew Drew and Sheamus and Gunther are all, they're all top-level match guys. Mm-hmm. That match is going to, fucking kill it yeah. really it i think it'd be better than gunther versus brock yeah i think i think the, the 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 idea with brock and gunther is that it'd be short hard-hitting and the spectacle of it would sell it as opposed to the quality of the bout you know with gunther and brock we probably get eight minutes of them just beating the hell out of each other mm-hmm. hopefully gunther would get the win yeah and it's memorable just in so much that gunther got a huge win over brock lesnar whereas mm-hmm. if you put gunther and drew in the ringer gunther with sheamus and drew mm-hmm you know, we saw what Sheamus and Gunther did at Clash at the Castle. Mm-hmm. Add Drew McIntyre to that mix, also a stellar wrestler. Yeah. You know, you're talking match of the night contender right there. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I mean, honestly, the spectacle, I'm not, I'm not so like <laughs> I didn't I didn't immediately respond with like, you know, projectile vomit when I saw the idea of Brock versus Amos when they brought it up on Raw last mm-hmm. night. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, or last week. 
I mean, I know you said, ah, that's got to be a swerve because you're always thinking from that story perspective and it didn't make sense and that's fine. But like some people were just like revolted over the idea. And I'm like, hey, you know what? You got this big attraction guy in a moss. Let him make a big splash somehow. And yeah, he's probably going to get F5, but he's going to put up a good fight and and Brock's going to have a hard time getting him up for the F5. Um, So I don't know, man. I'm, I'm not anti this move because what I do, it's been like, what? 10 years of just Brock versus Roman the whole time yeah. uh, with some, uh, with some, you know, some variations on that. But, uh, but yeah, what do I care? It's, it's going to be, it's going to be like a f- seven minute match. That's not going to be that long <laughs> yeah. over under five minutes. Yeah, dude. I mean, I think that I think it, I think he'll, I think there will be enough sort of time between attempting F fives on a Moss that it, it'll go over five minutes. I think seven's probably the sweet spot. Because <laughs> he's got to get some German suplexes in there, or he's got to try to get some German suplexes. And Moss has to get his shit in. Yeah, I know. The pace, they're the two pace. slow dudes. Well, no, the, here the thing is the pace that Brock works, especially for his uh, uh, spam the finish button matches, it's bang, 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 bang. I think his match with Lashley at, at, uh, at Chamber was pretty damn yeah, short. Yeah, I know, but I feel like this is going to be different because of this... Lashley is Lashley's explosive. You know what I mean? They yeah. can spam that, but Amos is not the most explosive dude in the world. I think there's going to be a lot of sort of walking around, stalking each other. He tries to get one. He can't get it. He goes outside the ring, walks yeah, around. Yeah, that'll be a good two, two and a half minutes of that and then F5 match over. Could be. That, it could be. I, I feel like there, there's a there's a WrestleMania uh, bonus point. How long is that, Matt? Over there under five go. minutes. There we go. Yeah. Over under. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, I guess we can jump into it and talk about anything else that uh, that we may have uh, forgotten. Show opens we'll up it. with uh, Lita and Becky Lynch arriving at the venue. Their match will be the main event. And then we're inside the arena, and then we get uh, Jimmy Uso, Solo Sokoa, come in the ring. Find a fresh take on a fall getaway to Wilmington, North Carolina, and beaches. Enjoy hiking trails in a state park, fresh seafood with a sight of live music, and fall festivals galore. Then live it up along the Riverwalk in Wilmington's historic downtown. With three island beaches, Carolina, Curie, and Wrightsville, and a vibrant downtown, you get the best of the Carolina coast all in one place. Plan your fall getaway at WilmingtonandBeachesVacation.com. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Uh, Jimmy drops the promo. Says Grand Rapids Bloodline is now in your city. I know you're, what you're all thinking. There's problems in the Bloodline. There's cracks. Outside looking in, I'm sure it does look that way. But if you got family and love your family, you know that family fights all the time. The crowd's chanting for Sammy. And J- uh, Jimmy says, Sammy, huh? Check this out. Uh, if you come for the Bloodline, you come for all the members. Let's see uh, who all thought there was cracks. Kevin Owens? Nope, he didn't get one up on us. Sammy in his own hometown, do you get one up on us? Nope. And your boy Cody Rhodes at WrestleMania, do you think he will get one up on your tribal chief, Roman Reigns? Hell no. Speaking of your tribal chief, Roman's going to be there this Friday. Mind everybody who runs SmackDown, but tonight, me and my little brother here remind y'all 
who runs raw three profits music you know if they ever end up breaking up it's going to be a shame if somebody doesn't keep that theme song it is a it's a top tier theme song. it's a really good theme it is so anyways montez is on the mic he says grand rapids oh my god it's the bloodline good golly we got solo we got jimmy we also got the one who got 90 in the new video game jay looking around for jay there jay are you in the back are you in the crowd he says, I can't blame him. If he was, if I was carrying their ass, I'd be tired too. He says, you run SmackDown. You can't even run your family. You have the nerve to show up on our show. Jimmy says, you talk trash for somebody already bodied by the bloodline. So keep the tribal chief name out of your mouth. Ford says, they're all in the ring at this point. Ford says, or what? He says, forget that. We're in Grand Rapids for Monday Night Raw. We want the smoke. So the Prophets attack both uh, the bloodline guys. And uh, we have a match. Jimmy Uso and Solo Sokoa. Versus the street profits. Um, do you think there's a possibility they're set? They're establishing Jimmy and Solo as a team in the event that they're going to cast some doubt on whether Jay is going to be uh, involved in the tag match at WrestleMania. Ooh, maybe, maybe. Yeah, Jay's going to be like, I'm not sure. I'm into that idea. Mm-hmm. And Jimmy's like, Well, I know this guy is mm-hmm. my other brother. Could be. There's a possibility. Yeah, I don't know. It, 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 it just seemed like... It, you know, I understand Jay's not there, but to have Jimmy tag with Solo felt like it's set up for something, maybe. Could be. Maybe. Anyways, Jimmy and Solo get the win here. Um, really fun match. They gave it a ton of time. Um, uh, Dawkins eats the pin here after uh, he gets a super kick from Dawkins and a Samoan spike. And then afterwards... Uh, Jimmy and, and, and Solo just beat up the, the Street Profits a bunch. They put the chair around Dawkins' neck, neck, and Solo's about to go for the hip attack. Kevin Owens hits the ring, hits mm-hmm. Solo with a super kick, hits Jimmy with a stunner, and then he gets out of the ring uh, as Solo comes after him with a chair. Yep. Uh, after that, we have the VIP lounge, uh, and uh, Brock comes out, and... Uh, he gets in the ring, makes himself comfortable, a couple of nice sofas in there, MVP's music hits. And uh, he's very anxious. He's very nervous about mm-hmm. getting inside the ring. And he's like, Mr. Lesnar, when I invited you, this this wasn't how I envisioned it. And Brock says, good evening, Michigan. Pardon me for being early. My apologies. Like, MVP, come on in here. And uh, he's like, no, we, we can talk from here. I'm good. And Brock's like, dude, I've got no beef with you. I'm about business. I'm here in this beautiful VIP lounge setup to listen to you sell these people, the people at home and Brock Lesnar, a fight. And MVP's like, I don't have to worry about coming in there and, and, and going to Suplex City. He's like, no, no suplexes tonight. Didn't didn't take off F5s off the table. Nope. MVP says, well, since Brock is a man of his word, I'll make my way in. He's got... You know, plenty of confidence now. No, he's yeah. not going to Suplex City. And uh, so anyways, they go back and forth a little bit. And Brock says, sell me on the match. Sell me on the fight. And MVP gets up and he, he does his best uh, his best uh, salesman job. Mm-hmm. And he says, all right, Brock, you're the beast incarnate. And when you put your hands on a man, he's got no chance. Suplex City is a world of hurt. And after an F5, they're done. You had your hands full with Lashley, yet for some reason you think you can have your way with a seven foot three, four hundred and sixteen pound giant. He says, "You put your hands on a man, you do whatever you want. When he you puts your hands on a giant, the giant puts his hands back on you. The issue here: the beast can destroy any man, but a giant will conquer a beast. You can suplex or F five any man you want, but the Nigerian giant named Amos, not him. 
And he's really into it. He's really doing yeah. a good job selling it. Brock yeah. grabs a mic. He's like, oh, he gets up. He's like, I got goosebumps. So he's really into it. And he gets next to MVP. And he, they look up at the WrestleMania sign. He's like, here, let's hear it again. Let's hear it again. And Brock does his best announcer voice. Yeah, Ladies and gentlemen. Heyman, yeah. yeah, yeah. Brock Lesnar versus Almost. He calls him Almost. At WrestleMania. And then he's like, here, let's do it. Let's they shake hands on it. He says, let's drink on it. And so he's like, oh, I got some fine bubbly over here. And Brock's like, no, 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 no. No, we're going to drink the good stuff down at the, the Lesnar Ranch. We drink the good stuff. And he gets it out, and it's a flask. And MVP's like, what, what's in there? <laughs> and Brock says, this is a white lightning. <laughs> and I think everybody's like, oh, man, this is just some shit that he made. I know. Some, like, you remember in the, uh, in the, in the Master? <laughs> and yeah. He was making shit from like paint thinner. Yeah. So anyways, uh, so Brock's got some paint thinner and some in the flask, some white lightning and uh, MVP's hesitant. He's like, mm, especially when he sees Brock take a swig. Yeah. Even Brock sort of recoils from yeah. it. So he knows it's strong. And uh, he's like, nah, I kind of want this. He's like, don't let me drink alone. And so MVP's like, I got to do what I got to do. He takes a long swig of it and <laughs> He can't hold it. And Brock takes the biggest spit take in his face. Yeah. He's laughing at the time, so it goes in his mouth. <laughs> yeah. It's all in and, his eyes. Oh, it's hilarious. It I, is. I I laughed out loud at this. And uh and so MVP grabs his pocket square, his little uh handkerchief, and he starts wiping Brock. Brock's like, Don't touch me. So he wipes himself off. He blows his nose and it puts it back in MVP's thing. Gets him up for an F five. Yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah. man, yeah, that was pretty. That was, was pretty, pretty funny. funny it was pretty funny. Um, then we're backstage uh, with an interview with Lita and Becky. Um, Lita says, "As you know, some of my favorite highlights have been with the most leg legendary tag teams ever to walk out as champs uh, tonight. That would be uh, a check off the bucket list of making history for over two decades, and I'm not done yet." And Becky says, "You know, I haven't really played well with others uh, historically, but uh, there's no one uh, I'd rather so fight side by side with." or I respect as much as Lita, come hell or high water. You're looking at the most groundbreaking tag team of all time. And then you also see Cody walking back there. His match is next. Yeah, he's got a match with uh, Chad Gable. He comes out, he gives his, uh, his weight belt to uh, a young girl at ringside. She starts crying. I mean, there's two names I could think of, Jesus and Cody. But anyways, let's keep on going here. <laughs> I think next, at WrestleMania, he's going to heal somebody, isn't he? He's going to come out, you know, the power. He's going to have of, a, a bottle of water, wine. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Some booze, some white lightning. Uh, so anyways, fantastic match here. Uh, there's some stuff with Otis. Cody knows that he could become a thing, so he goes out there. And I don't know, what, what was Otis looking at? Uh, I think the was, idea was that was that Maxine was in the vicinity. Okay, that's what I thought. that's when okay. Cody went over. He's like, she's right there. Yeah, yeah, she's, she's right, right there. there. I didn't know. Yeah. If they had like shown him in the crowd or whatever. Um, but anyways, uh, Cody ends up dumping Otis over the barricade. He gets back in, hits a Cody cutter and a crossroads. A beautiful. That sell on the crossroads was from Gable was absolutely Yeah, Gable did a great job. Yeah. 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 And then afterwards, Cody gets on the mic and says, I think we're 33. This is one of Steve's favorite type of promos. The winded promo. Oh, dude, I love a good win. But you know what? Just like Jesus, I think, he killed it, man. He oh absolutely did a great job with it. Jesus, top-tier promo guy. <laughs> Especially the winded promo, Larson. I guess. Yeah, I mean, I guess if it's the, the, the Sermon on the Mount, they have to walk up the mountain. Probably all right? pretty winded. Right, yeah. Oh, man, super winded. 
Yeah, anyways, Co- Cody here says, I think we're 33 days away from <sighs> WrestleMania. <sighs> I hope I have yet to stay in the same ring. <sighs> oh, God. As my opponent, <laughs> Roman Reigns, but he is on back <sighs> down this Friday. <laughs> and I'm ecstatic oh about God. that. <sighs> wow. Because I'll, hold on. <sighs> I'll be there too. This guy needs to work on his cardio, man. My yeah. goodness, he was <laughs> he was sucking up a lung here. Oh man. <laughs> oh boy, that was good. Anyways, uh, so after that, we got our first, I believe, oh second, second after the Joker Seth one, WrestleMania promo. Oh, we we got we got uh, the Corbin interview first. Oh God, that's why. Well, it got cut off. So yeah. by, backstage, Byron's with Corbin. Uh, he's like, I requested this time. He says, you know, man, it's no secret. Things aren't going my way. All the things people are saying, what JBL was saying is, and then Byron cuts it short because Kevin Owens is there. And Byron's like, what? So Byron asks uh, Kevin Owens about the consequences of his actions earlier in the night. And he says, "Uh, you're asking me about consequences? The bloodline is suffering from the consequences of their action. All I want is for the bloodline to fall, and I don't need or want any help. You get what I mean? And uh, and then we get the Titanic recreation with yes. uh, Montez Ford and Bianca. This is absolutely great, man. It was pretty this great. Is, this it is was fantastic. I love it. It was pretty great. So they're re- they're recreating the scene where Leo DiCaprio's character, and flying I, Jack, yeah, yeah, is there with Kate Winslet, the the the, the very front of the ship, and mm-hmm. got the arms out, and the winds you know blowing in in their face and stuff. Yeah, they were flying scene. Um, yeah, and then Montez wants to commemorate it with a selfie, but then he drops his phone in the ocean. Guffaws abound. Yes. Uh, after that, we had a judgment. This was kind of interesting. It did a different take on a promo here. Yeah, cutting in the B-roll there. Cutting in the B-roll. You like this? No, not as much as them just having, just like having fun and talking. Yeah, I kind of agree with you. Like, I, I, I don't mind the idea of this, but it just didn't, I don't know. It, it, it disturbed the flow of their usual interactions. Yeah, it did. Yeah. It didn't yeah. feel as organic as most of their other segments. Mm-hmm. It does sort of illustrate that they all have kind of something going on, kind of mm-hmm. except for mm-hmm. Priest, really. But uh, so Dom says, uh, we had a family reunion on Friday. What a joke, Ray. You're a loser who does nothing. Don't worry. Mommy has a match this Friday against Liv, and I'll and we're going to be there. We can have a heart-to-heart, and I'll show the world what a coward you really are. You're in ex-con Dom's prison now. <laughs> <laughs> and then Rhea says, I'm not worried about Charlotte. I could tell I had I, I could tell I had her shook. When I looked in her eyes, I didn't see fear. I saw acceptance. No amount of confidence can escape her fate, which is at WrestleMania. Rhea's walking out at champion. And then Finn says, Oh, Edge, you think this is over? It's over when I say it's over. You see, you're playing checkers. The prince, he's playing chess. If you accept my challenge, I end this at WrestleMania. Checkmate. No mention of the demon there, Lars. Nope. Nope. Uh, then we're backstage, and Otis is there. Maxine and the rest of Maximum Male Models walks up to him and asks, she asks Otis if you consider my offer. And uh, she says, I don't need words right now. But uh, if you had a match where you could show off your raw and natural talent, that would be exceptional. Yeah. And so Masse and Mansois agree. And then Otis goes, okay, I'll get a match. Pierce! Pierce! Need a match! Adam Pierce, need a match! Yeah, Mansois and, OT and uh, Masse don't really seem too into the idea, but they don't see. I, I did like that. You know how, how most of the times when you're standing against the wall, you might put your hand and elbow up? Not Masse. 
he puts his foot up against the wall. Shockingly limber. The, his foot was like way up there. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that shit yeah, was tall. Yeah, I know. That shit was hilarious. I agree. I was cracking up. Uh, after that, we had Asuka versus Carmella. Of course, Carmella ends up getting the loss here. She taps out to that Rings of Saturn thing that Asuka's yeah. doing these days. Yeah. Um, a little bit more with Carmella a little bit later. Uh, after the match, Oscar uh, uh, drops a promo in Japanese and also says, Bianca, come out right now. Bianca's music hits. And she says, are you calling for me? She says, I don't know what you said, but I don't like your tone. I hope you called me here to tell them we're going to tear the house down. If he said anything else, I'm going to remind you I'm the EST because you can't spell Wrestlemania without EST. Factually mm-hmm. correct. But then Carmella sneak attacks Oscar, which takes out Bianca. And then she runs up the ramp. So it feels like they're kind of doing this thing right now where there's no bad guy. And so they need somebody to boo because Oscar's not a bad guy and Bianca's not a bad guy. So it's like we're on the road to WrestleMania. The fans need somebody in this feud to boo. So they're just going to have Carmella do some stuff in the meantime. Now the question is, is that going to lead to Carmella being put into the match at WrestleMania? I thought about that too when I saw that. And I, I hope not. I feel like this is just to make sure the crowd has their attention on somebody to boo so they don't like turn on either Bianca or Asuka. Do you think, I mean, you think that that's a possibility? For the reason you just said, yeah. Um, because to, to, to ensure that's the situation all the way up to WrestleMania, you kind of need Carmella's involvement all the way up to maybe even including WrestleMania. Mm, I don't know. I feel like she can sort of just have these matches and Bianca and Asuka can kind of try to one-up each other in beating Carmella along the way. And then and then she'll be done. And then once you have the match, you have the match. Like, you don't have to worry about that stuff because it's just the match. I know, but we're still, what, five weeks away? Let's assume that Carmella has a match with Bianca next week. The other thing, I know, the other thing I thought, because they're also roping Chelsea Green into some sort of situation mm-hmm. with Carmella as well, The uh, maybe they'll do a can they coexist thing against these two. Um, That's a possibility. The other thing is the obvious, if they do add her to the match, it's somebody to take a pin. But then doesn't that sort of water down? Look, if the idea is Bianca's got big accomplishments at WrestleMania, yeah, right? They're going to start off another streak. Um, because she's probably been around for a long time. Uh, and Or she loses to Asuka because I personally think that'd be a better story. Mm-hmm. But if the idea is she beats Asuka at WrestleMania or even Asuka beats her, having somebody else take the pin, yeah, it protects them, but it really lessens the impact of what these two fighting means. It does, but then you have the rematch at... WrestleMania Backlash. It's not WrestleMania Backlash, man. It's still Backlash, and since it's after WrestleMania, the inference is WrestleMania Backlash. You have Oscar versus Bianca one-on-one there. Oh, that'd be a terrible, what a terrible <laughs> idea. I can tell by the look on your face, you know it's a terrible idea. It is a terrible idea. And if Vince was still booking things, that's exactly how it would happen. That could very well be. That could very well be, yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I think it's. I thought the same thing. I think it's possible. Yeah. But I, I, I kind of think it would take away from as oh, much. As I, I, I like Carmella a yeah, lot. Yeah, we, 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 we like Carmella here at, at going in raw a ton. But yeah, yeah. It, you know, it, unless the beef is between three people, like legitimately. Yeah. Right. Like, kind of shoehorning a third competitor into a WrestleMania title match mm-hmm. just screams, "We want to protect the two 
people and this person's taking the pin. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and yeah, it, it doesn't do much to actually elevate the drama of the match. If anything, it kind of lessens the drama of the match. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, after that, we had Piper Niven versus Candice LeRae. So Nikki Cross also came out like about 20 feet behind Candice LeRae mm-hmm. as she made her entrance. Um, Candice LeRae gets the win here because of Nikki Cross throwing in some distractions here. Uh, she Candice got the roll up win over Piper Niven. Yeah. Yeah. Um, when Piper grabbed Nikki by her hair and threw in the barricade. Ow. Oh man. That was pretty rough. That, that was. was pretty rough. Yeah. So that after was. the match, Candice goes and checks on Nikki. Uh, but first we go to Byron backstage with John, John, uh, and uh, he's like, you know what? I'm so proud of Candace, and I've got a match tonight. He says, I put my bags down, and Otis ran up to me. He said he wants some hot action, and I was really alarmed. But he just wanted a match, and I accepted it. And then Judgment Day walks up. and uh, See, this Judgment Day I liked a lot. Yeah, I know. Me too. The Damian Priest. Was, except I thought the, the, the punctuation was a bit on the cheesy side. But then Judgment Day is cheesy, so who cares? Yeah. Uh, so... Uh, Priest is like, hey, Byron, is this the kind of superstar you're interviewing instead of real superstars? And then uh, John's like, man, you guys are just adults with a goth phase. And uh, Priest is like, yeah, corny, but you got a pair of stones. Last time I saw you, I laid you out in the chamber. I want to lay you out right now. And then Finn's like, no, 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 hold on. He says, Otis is going to flatten you like a pancake. And if he doesn't cover you in syrup and gobble you up, I'll finish you up next week. (laughs) And Johnny says, sounds delicious. I'll see yeah. you next week. Yeah. Yeah. I actually kind of like that. It was cheesy. Um, <laughs> then we got Ms. TV. We get the announcement. And as I think we kind of thought. Oh, yeah. He's hosting WrestleMania. He says uh, Maurice uh, worked it out. He's the host of WrestleMania. He says it's going to be huger than the Oscars, Golden Globes. You thought Will, Will Smith slapping Chris Rock at the Oscars was huge. Wait till you see what I have in store. Who else would you think was going to host? Logan Paul? Nah. This is going to be buzzworthy. It's going to go viral. This isn't WrestleMania on YouTube. It's WrestleMania in Hollywood. And he starts naming off all the, the, the matches announced so far. And he says, I got to say, I'm so happy. Nothing could take me off of my pedestal. And that's when Seth Rollins' music hits. Yeah, man. He's got a pep in his step. He comes down there. And he says, uh, and then, you know, the crowd is, of course, singing his music. Miz tells them all to shut up, puts his hand up. He says, what are you doing here? This is my moment. And uh, he says, Miz, don't get your panties in a bunch. Ah, I just came out here to congratulate you. Not here to rain on your parade. And Miz is like, you've been raining on my parade the last three weeks. And uh, Seth says, two weeks ago, I stomped you with my big red boots because, well, Miz, you're being a bit of a jerk. Last week, I had to stomp you three times because, face it, you were being a B-hole. And Miz says, I'm not a B-type person. I'm an A-type person. And he says, oh, so you mean you're an A-hole? Well, that was pretty funny. Uh, he says, uh, I just have a favor to ask. I've been trying to get a hold of Logan Paul. And since you're friends, you probably have him on speed dial. So uh, let's give him a call. Miz is like, oh, you want me to call him? He was like, no, he's your problem, not mine. I'm going to WrestleMania for two nights because I'm an A-lister and you're a goofball in a stupid jacket. So Seth super kicks him. And uh, and then he stares. And he's, Miz's phone is on the ground. Mm-hmm. So he picks it up. He uh, snaps a selfie of him and Miz knocked out, and then no, I think uh, he was unlocking Miz's phone. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, that's what I thought too, but I'm just reading off of Chris Garrick's notes here. Oh, okay. So I'm, 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 that's what's called passing the buck. Uh, so anyways, he calls up Logan Paul, gets him on FaceTime, and uh, he says, uh, and Logan Paul says, Miz, stop calling me. And then notices that it's Seth there. And he says, uh, surprise. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he does. The, that's right. He does the, the face thing. Uh, he says, uh, surprise. He says, sorry, the Miz is out of commission. Just want to call and see how Jake is doing. I know he had a tough day because he lost his first fight. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think yeah. in Saudi Arabia, I think it was. Um, he says, next week, how about you grow a set? Show up on Raw, stand in this ring, and go face to face with me. And then Logan agrees and Seth says, it's on. Bye-bye, bitch. Yeah. And, then, and then Seth stomps Miz. Yeah. Uh yeah it, it it was a couple weeks in a row they've had some decent Miz TV segments just be, yeah Seth Rollins stomping people you're not gonna go wrong with that I guess not or two of the last three weeks I should say mm-hmm. uh then we got a damage control interview um Kathy asks them how they feel about tonight uh, Bailey says that uh, I'm glad that they are confident Becky and Lita uh, we have been everywhere all around the world on all the shows proven Fody teams like them don't stand a chance. EO and Dakota are the best champs that would be, but this is about our story, our legacy. Go tell those idiots that. Go tell those idiots that, and they leave. So then Austin Theory walks up and says, you know, they're great. They're the tag champs, but I'm the greatest. I'm shocked I'm not being talked about. But they're all talking about Cena. They just like the, the hustle, loyalty, and respect, but I hustled five guys and beat them in the elimination chamber. Uh, no one is more loyal to this U.S. championship than me, and I beat a Hall of Famer. So I'm hustling when I beat Edge. I'm loyal, uh, but respect, look, I respect John Cena. So next week, I want to look at his face and give him the respect that he deserves. All I want is for him to give me the same treatment. uh, John Cena is going to give Austin Theory cry face next week. I think he will. And I think this might be the easiest one yet. (laughs) Because Austin, he's not really great at the improv stuff. And I feel like this, maybe hopefully this will help him. Yeah, maybe this will help him. This is this is going right into the deep water for Austin Theory. Yes. It, oh, it's kind of scary for him to be yeah. honest with you. Yeah, to have to stand in there with John Cena, knowing that John Cena is as good as he is. Oof, boy, that's master terrifying. cryface, John Cena. He is, man. Yeah. Uh, after that, we had Bobby Lashley versus Elias with Boogs taking notes uh, backstage. Uh, apparently, they were just. I have not seen this yet, but apparently, they are just doodles. Mm-hmm. Um, so, anyways, uh, Lashley hits a flatliner, beats him with the spear, and then a hurt lock. So, of course, he gets on. Then he gives us a barely winded promo because he didn't have to really put much effort in him beating yeah, Elias. Not quite as winded as Cody's. No, no, it's not. It's nightmare family. Uh, so, Lashley. <laughs> Lashley has a mic. This is building up to my look, man. Lita and Becky went and was great. Nothing beats the Bray Wyatt muscle man dance with Lashley in it. So Lashley gets on the mic. He says, I'm not in a good mood, man, because I owned Brock Lesnar at the chamber and he had to resort to a low blow to win. I won the match, but I want more. After proving my dominance over Brock, I get Bray Wyatt playing kids games. I don't play little kids games. I'm the almighty. So Bray, keep my name out of your mouth or I'm going to hurt you. And he starts walking off. 
and then we get the muscle man dance. But it's got Lashley inserted yeah. into the music video with a bunch There's of stuff. There's like a pose off he had with uh, Apollo Cruz. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. A bunch of the stuff that it was all stuff during the Leo Rush phase of Bobby yeah. Lashley when he was yeah. kind of goofy uh, and doing like smiley laughing stuff. Yeah, and they just they just put it in the muscle man dance stuff. See, I gotta get I gotta get on WWE shop and see if they got that muscle man. Uh, oh, the, the tank top still. It's a it's a really good design. It is. It's a good looking. Yeah. It's a good looking shirt. It's the muscle man yeah. dance. So you know, it's it's uh, pull up your pants, do the muscle man dance, wiggle your behind, yeah. erase your mind. <laughs> <laughs> and then at the end of it, he says, "Run to Bobby, Bobby." He just walks off. He does not run. No, he doesn't run. Uh, then we're backstage, and she uh, Chelsea Green's talking to Adam Pierce, and she was like, "Have you ever been to Ottawa, Illinois?" It's a terrible place. Hmm. And Pierce is looking, I guess, at her itinerary and, and says, look, it literally says right here, Ottawa, Canada. And Chelsea says, I didn't know there was an Ottawa in Canada. And Pierce reminds her, she's from Canada. <laughs> yeah. So then Carmella walks in. Um, and, uh, uh, you know, Carmella's like, what, what, am I, what am I here for? What am I doing here? And Chelsea's like, yeah, what are you doing here? And Pierce is like, all right. Carmella, you get your match with Bianca. I got a phone call I got to take, so I'm out. So then uh, Chelsea and Carmella introduce each other, themselves to each other, shake hands. They have, like, instant chemistry, they too. They really did. Yeah. This this team is going to work, man. I want to see them uh, go after those tag titles at some point. Yeah. I, I like it. Chelsea Green is endlessly charming. She's, you know, yeah. we've talked about, you know, being near her at the Starcast, like our tables are next to each other, and she just lights up a freaking room. Absolutely. And I, I, I think that the care, I was sort of like, I was like, oh, how is this character? You know, we heard the reports. Oh, they're going to, she's going to be like a Karen. I think she fits it perfectly. I mm-hmm. think she's doing a great job so far in the small amount that we've had. Her and Carmella together, I th- I'm going to like that team, man. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of potential there for that team to be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Uh, after uh, that, we had oh, uh, yeah. Otis versus John. Yeah, John Gargano. A uh, huge win here for for John. I know there was a distraction. Uh, Maxine Dupree was there ringside, so at one point Otis gets knocked out of the ring, and then uh, you know Maxine's standing right there. He gets distracted by her. Uh, John's trying to hit a, a plancha. Otis catches him, slams him on the announce table, and so um, Mansois. Massey about to double team John next to the barricade, but then Dexter comes from behind, takes them out. Mm-hmm, yeah, John super kicks Mansois, um, and so he's then John turns around and Maxine's right there, and so Otis is getting a little upset about that, um, and so uh, Gargano hits Otis with the DDT on the apron, follows that with one final beat to get the win. Yeah, man, he got that win back because he had lost to Otis before. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I thought this. <laughs> what did Graves say? Because when John is next to Maxine, he's like, "Hey, what's up?" <laughs> and then Corey, Gra- Corey Graves says, "You know, he's a married man, but just because he have the meal at home doesn't mean he can't look at the menu or something." Oh, just because like that. you're on a diet. That's, That's what, what it is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Doesn't mean he can't look at the menu. It was pretty funny when when uh, you know they were showing shots of of, of Boogs taking notes backstage, mm-hmm. and Corey said, "Oh, he's back there just trying to learn how to spell." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Graves makes me laugh. Weird AI Kevin Patrick still does nothing for me, but yeah, yeah, maybe agreed. that'll change someday. I don't know. I just don't know why they got rid of Jimmy Smith. 
I don't know either. I thought he was so good on on just play yeah. by play. The guy just stuck yeah. to the story, and he knew yeah. the moves, and he knew how to tell it. Yeah. Kevin, he's always got that weird smile. <laughs> Who is this? I think maybe it was Wrestle Talk. It said something like, "Kevin's like a <laughs> he's like he's like a baby who's just watching wrestling for the first time. <laughs> he's endlessly amused by it. He's got a, Kevin Patrick's kind of got the whisper scream going too. Yeah, he does. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, anyways. Uh, no, John Fearon Lowe says Smith left. I don't think they got rid of him. No, according to him, they got rid of him. Yeah. According to him, yeah. Triple H, like, it, it accidentally let it slip to him before before it was supposed to be made official mm-hmm. that he was going to be done. So mm-hmm. that's coming from Jimmy Smith. Yep. Uh, anyways, um, after that, uh, we had a Paul Heyman interview with Kathy. This was kind of funny because uh, she asked about Cody's announcement. And he says uh, that he's going to go to SmackDown. He's like, love it. This is my favorite. <clears throat> my favorite. <coughs> oh, shit. Ooh, voice is giving out on me. He says, this is my favorite time of the year. The ante gets up and up and up and up like this Friday. Cody, Cody Rhodes showing up to confront. And then she's like, ah, eh. he didn't explicitly call Roman out. And he's like, so offended that she corrected him. Mm-hmm. And he's like, uh. Uh, he's not showing up. He's going to invade. He's going to crash the gates on the island of relevancy. Let's up the ante. Cody Rhodes will confront Roman Reigns, or this Friday he'll be confronted by Roman Reigns. Mm-hmm. Up in the ante, indeed. And then we had our main event for the women's tag titles: Damage Control, Io and Dakota Kai taking on Lita and <clears> Becky Lynch. <throat> uh, I'm happy they gave this match what about 15, 18 minutes or so. Yeah, they gave us plenty of time. They announced mm-hmm. the, the the main event was coming up at seven thirty seven. I don't know why yeah. I know that exactly, but I looked at my clock at that moment because I was like, "Oh, yeah. the main event already!" And it's like seven thirty. Yeah, I think the entrances actually began around seven thirty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, as mentioned before, Becky Lita get the win here, uh, and part of that is because Trish Stratus made her way down to ringside after Bailey gets involved, um, so she takes out Bailey. Um, EO goes up for a moonsault. Lita gets out of the way of that. Lita hits a twist of fate. Then she goes up looking for a moonsault. Bailey tries to distract her. Trish takes care of Bailey. Um, and then Dakota tries to distract her. Becky puts Dakota and disarm her on the apron. Yeah, it was cool. And then, I don't know, like 45 seconds pass between when Lita gets in the top rope and she delivers the Lita salt moonsault on EO to get the win. Mm-hmm. Uh, new champs. So that's pretty awesome. This was a cool moment. Somebody in the Russell Juice Discord had posted. I think it was there. Maybe it was on Twitter. I forget. Had posted a screenshot of um, Io Shirai a while ago wanting a match with Lita. Like as a dream match that could never mm-hmm. happen mm-hmm. was like the idea. It's like me and Lita to see her get to be in there yeah, with Lita. Cool. It's always fun to see when wrestlers yeah, get to interact like that. Um, but, uh, but yeah, no, I, you know, I thought this was a solid episode on raw, you know, man, so often in the past, the build to WrestleMania has just been sort of obligatory mm-hmm. or has felt that way. And, uh, it feels like we got some, some good content here in the, on the road here. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. You want to answer a few questions? Yeah, I have a, a thread here on the YouTube and I know you have one on the Patreon. Indeed. You can go ahead and get us started because I'm still sure. trying to find mine. Uh, Nikhil asks, what are some of the best sneakers and or high tops you can wear to wrestle? And I know a lot of wrestlers we've seen wrestle in Jordan 1s. Um, I've never played basketball in Jordan 1s. I, I have worn them, both the high top and low top version, casually. Once they get broken in, 
they're fine. I think in Jordan terms of how they young. work for wrestling is that there's fairly lo- they're fairly low the ground. You got a lot of what they call court feel with those shoes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're not there's not a lot of stack of cushioning <clears throat> or, or air or whatnot, mm-hmm. um, yeah. and that might be good for for wrestlers, especially the high top versions because you got some uh, ankles are secure. Yeah, um, like I've seen I, Xavier Woods has wrestled in Ultra Boost before. Mm-hmm. That Kofi makes a lot of sense, Kofi yeah. goes through a lot of sneakers. He does. Wrestling. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would think anything uh, good ankle support mm-hmm. and something that's got some decent cushioning but low the ground, so you got good mat feel. Does let me ask you. Does it seem like the shoes people wear in the ring sometimes, or it's like it's it's not as important as you'd think it would be? Because there are like a wide variety. Like I don't know if I've ever seen. I know Trent was Trent doesn't wear Chucks. He was wearing them in the interview the other day. But like I don't know if I've ever seen anybody wear Chuck. No, people have had to wear Chuck Taylors. In the Lita room. had some Vans on last night. Lita did have some Vans on. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Some like I wonder yeah. if it's like yeah, it's not a big deal. It's just shoes. You know, it's like with that basketball constantly running up and down a court. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to make sure you got some decent shoes for that. Yeah. But like with wrestling, I kind of feel like by and large it doesn't seem to matter that much. That we have seen be. such a wide variety of shoes yeah. in the ring. A couple people are mentioning that AJ Lee used to wrestle in Chuck Taylors. Yes, thank you. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's right. Correct. She had like the boots. Yep. Um, Jonathan Vieira says, if two wrestlers were to start a podcast, I only bring up Chucks because I played basketball in him once. Couldn't walk for three days. Yeah. No idea how people used to do that back in the day. Maybe they were different. Uh, Jonathan Vieira says, if two wrestlers, <clears throat> while in character, were to start a podcast about exploring wrestling mysteries, who would you pick? Oh wow. Uh, in character, out of character. Give me the New Day. I miss the New Day podcast. Yeah. Uh, Big E talking about one the match with Goldberg is 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 my estimation the greatest moment in podcast history. Yeah. Um, maybe even entertainment history. In um, character. Give me a pod an, another podcast with New Day because that show was so awesome. In character. I'm going to go with I'm going to go with give me a character that I'm going to go with I'm going to go with somebody against with Boogs. How about LA Knight and Boogs? <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, LA Knight. Yeah, oh, that's good. LA Knight and Boogs. I like that a lot. LA Knight just be running down all the mysteries. Yes. Um, Alex Rivera says, uh, oh, yeah. Do you think there's enough intriguing Bobby Lashley history for them to do a Firefly Funhouse match a la John Cena? I don't know if they're going to, but I hope they do something like that because absolutely, yeah, I do think there's enough uh, for Bobby Lashley to do mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Blake Whitehouse asks, how different would, would the WB timeline be if Roman <sighs> didn't have to pull out a day one 2022? So, oh. the, so then Brock wouldn't have been put in the WWE title match and wouldn't have won that. Because I think Seth was supposed to win that. And there was supposed to be Seth and Big E for the title of that mania. Yeah. The WWE title. And then Brock and Roman just feuding over the Universal title. But instead they unified it at mm-hmm. WrestleMania. If if they got it in their head at any point to unify the titles, I wonder if that still would have been in their head and we would have had 
like Seth dropped the title to Roman or Big E dropped the title to Roman shortly after, like at a backlash or a Saudi show or something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it would have been significantly different, but I guess it's possible. It's possible that they would have been like, yeah, we got the split titles. We're going to keep it that way. Yeah. Uh, Luis has a good question here. It says about the new match set centric numbers. Don't lie. Does the oh, crowd yeah. crowd participation factor into it? Absolutely. Present. That's part of the presentation of the show. Yeah. Is the venue the crowd reaction. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. The environment for sure. I'm trying to think of that would be more promo or presentation, but I think presentation. Yeah. We might need, yeah. I wonder if there's a different like catch all phrase we can use for that. Something to think about. Uh, Atmosphere. Odd, oh, that's good. Atmosphere. Yeah. Oh, we'll think about it. Uh, odd breakfast. What is something that you know shouldn't bother you very much in wrestling, but for some reason it does. He says, I absolutely hate Gargano's revised theme. It makes it harder for me to enjoy his work. I'm not a fan of, of the redo no. of his theme either. No. Most of the, the the new versions of those old CFO songs are not good. Yeah, I know. I know. Like the... De- you know, Def Rebel, they, they've, they've had really good songs. There's they ha- they, really they good, have yeah. had really good songs. When they have to, when they're, when they're asked, because I'm assuming that's what it is, when they're asked to reinterpret classic CFO dollar sign songs. Mm-hmm. It's just, nobody can do that. No. Nobody can do that. It just doesn't work. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so something that you know shouldn't bother you very much, but it does. Oh, some people fix their gear when they should be, when they're, when they're supposed to be selling. Yeah. I mean, that, I don't, I don't know why it drives me crazy, but it drives me crazy. It used to be looking at the ref, but I kind of don't care about that anymore. Um, I'll be honest with you. Like, uh, for me, it would be when somebody has underwhelming ring gear, mm. like Austin theory, like, come on, man, you guys need to try a little bit better with that. What really bugs me is that we saw like an S tier Montez Ford ring gear I know. at elimination chamber. And the street profits still have that, like you know, now they're back to the to the normal street profits gear. And the street profits have been underperforming their gear situation for a long time. I don't even like when they come out to like, they've got like the city specific jerseys. Yeah, it just doesn't do much for me. I'm like, man, you guys are so dynamic. You can do like their their gear too often looks like indie gear. Mm. So like underperform. But then again, when I see something like Dakota Kai's gear last night, oh my god. Yeah, that was it. It looks. I just mark out. It looks amazing. Yeah, that was great stuff. Uh, I got a question here from Jack Napier. Anonymous tip: Napier's cleaning out Axis Chemicals. Thank you. Uh, if Triple H could have a retirement match, who would you want his opponent to be? If Triple H could have a retirement match, yeah. Um, either Seth, Finn. You know, like, or or if you were still in the company, Adam Cole. Those are great answers. I would throw Owens in there as well. Yeah. i put Kevin Owens in there. Like any of the obvious Triple H guys from NXT. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. And that's that's sort of like the, the main or guys there. Cody. Chant. Cody. Oh, oh, man. That's good. Yeah, absolutely. Champa, maybe. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah. Cody's a good one. 
Uh, Stephen M here has, says, uh, "Hey, friend, I just want to drop some gratitude your way. I lost my friend to a car accident this week. Oh, they were a great no. person. Someone I sat beside at work after one of the toughest weeks of my life. And returning to work yesterday, catch, catching up on going and raw has been a welcome distraction. Many laughs I needed. Love you, friendos. Sorry to hear, Stephen. Yeah, That's, our condolences uh, for sure. Yeah, that is absolutely. very sad. Yeah. Um, so you know, uh, hope you hang in there, man. And mm-hmm. uh, you know, our our thoughts go out to you, dude. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely." Um, all right, that is going to do it. So tomorrow we actually have a pre-recorded count out, which we're going to do here in a little bit. Um, so check that out on tomorrow's show. And then of course, Thursday, we've got a W thir- uh, when tomorrow night though, we do have, we're going to be watching mm-hmm. a W dynamite live. So we're going to do a watch along of that because it's revolution week. So why not? And then why Friday not? night, Friday night, same thing. We're going to do the same thing with Rampage, and then we're going to do our review of that and SmackDown after the fact. Yes. Um, is that what we're going to do, like a three-hour watch-along yeah, on Friday? Yeah, that, 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 that makes the most okay. sense. That makes the most sense. All right, cool. So we're going to do all that, so join us for that, and uh, thanks for watching. We appreciate it. Till next time, we'll talk to you later. Goodbye. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.